Today we celebrate the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ. Second Vatican Council refers to the Eucharist as the source and summit of our Catholic faith. We know the Eucharist is because Jesus is at the center of our faith, and the Church professes that the Eucharist is the true body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Eucharist should be a central part of our Christian life. As we celebrate Corpus Christi today, both our first and second readings talk about covenant, sacrifice, and of blood. In the first reading, we hear that the the Old Covenant was sealed with the blood of animal sacrifice, which Moses sprinkled on the people. The second reading reminds us that the New Covenant was sealed with the blood of Christ. So, what's the difference between the two? The sacrifice of the body and blood of Jesus Christ is the most profound difference. The Old Covenant never guaranteed eternal life, and it was sealed with the blood of an imperfect sacrifice. The New Covenant does because it was sealed with blood through a perfect sacrifice offered once and offered for all. Jesus Christ was sent by the Father to pay the price for our sins so that we may spend eternal life with our God in heaven. Think about that for a second. The God that created you and me sent his only son to pay the ultimate price for us at the hands of man and did it willingly so that we can spend eternity in his presence. The greatest treasure of our church is the Eucharist. In today's gospel, Jesus instituted the Holy Eucharist, his very body, blood, soul, and divinity, whole and entire in his glorified state. The Eucharist is not a symbol. It is not a metaphor. The Eucharist is truly our Lord Jesus Christ. We literally believe the words Jesus spoke in John 6. Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood reigns in me, and I in him. So let me ask you, if we believe the words of the Bible that Jesus spoke, telling us that he would die for the forgiveness of our sins, then how can we disregard the words that Jesus spoke that his flesh is true food and his blood is true drink? And if his words himself are not enough, there are numerous miracles and signs he has given us through the centuries of the church that prove the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. One such miracle is the miracle in Lanciano. In the city of Lanciano, Italy, sometime in the 700s, a Basilican monk was assigned to celebrate Mass at the Monastery of St. Longinus. Celebrating in the Roman Rite and using unleavened bread, the monk had doubts about the Catholic doctrine of transubstantiation. During the Mass... When he said the words of consecration, this is my body, this is my blood, 
The priest saw the bread change into living flesh and the wine change into blood, which coagulated into five droplets. These relics of the Eucharist can still be seen today in Lanciano. In fact, Father Dave led a pilgrimage a couple years ago, and they prayed in front of this presence of the miracle. Another miracle is that our, Lord, our Lord's body and blood is still intact 1,300 years later. Jesus gave us his teaching of the body and blood for a multiple of reasons. One of them is because he wanted us to know that we are never alone. We may think that we are going about our daily lives dealing with our problems and concerns by ourselves, but that is not true. Remember that saying, you are what you eat? When we receive Jesus, he becomes a part of us and is with us as we go about our day. We must remember that Jesus is with us, inside of us, and as part of us. There are many distractions in the world, and there are so many things that demand our attention that we may lose awareness of Christ within us. We can feel lost, alone, afraid, or depressed when we forget that Jesus is with us in this most intimate of ways. He is within us as the absolute best friend we could ever have, the lover of our souls. For no one loves us more than Jesus. We are more precious in his eyes than all of the world because we belong to him and we are his. We are never alone and never having to struggle with life's problems and heartaches by ourselves if we remember that Christ is alive within us. He alone can break the bonds of heartache, loneliness, depression, or suffering, but only if we believe that Jesus is truly present within us through his body and blood that we receive each Sunday at Mass. Holy Mass is the greatest, of worship, greatest act of worship that we can give to God. The Holy Mass is God's plan for our worship of him. We can say this without a doubt because this is what God himself has commanded us to do. Do this in memory of me, which Jesus proclaimed to his disciples. The Mass is God's very own design, and in Mass we can offer him the greatest act of adoration. Because here at the altar of God, God the Son, through the power of the Holy Spirit, offers to God the Father the perfect sacrifice of his very self. During the consecration, time stands still. We are present on Calvary as Christ is crucified. Nothing human can possibly match this. As a fruit of this divine act of worship, the Lord Jesus feeds us with his body and blood. Not a mere symbol, but the reality of his presence, his true flesh, his true blood, his soul, and his divinity. Through the power of the same Holy Spirit, those most humble of offerings of bread and wine become God himself. And this is what we believe as Catholics. We believe that the Holy Eucharist is Jesus, not a thing, not a sign, but, but God, the true God, the living God. The Holy Eucharist is deserving of our greatest respect and our deepest devotion. For this reason, we honor the Blessed Sacrament with the greatest of what we have to give. We show the Eucharistic Jesus reverence and care. We kneel and bow before him, and we respect silence and prayerfulness in his presence. 
we recognize him, the God who comes to be with us, and the God who feeds us with his own self. Though there is a loving familiarity on our part regarding his Eucharistic presence and knowing that he is here among us, we must avoid a casual attitude to this most important of sacraments. God's desire for intimacy with us is here, in the Holy Eucharist, in the celebration of Holy Mass and the reception of Holy Communion, that we actually experience that intimacy with God in the most amazing of ways. Because here, God has chosen to unite himself to us, to become one with us. He gives us his life and a taste of what we hope to have in heaven forever. This exchange is not to be one-sided, though. As he gives himself to us, we are expected to give ourselves to him, that we will offer our lives to him just as he offered his life for us. In giving himself to us, Jesus gives all we require to be able to give ourselves back to him in return and to live with him, for him, above all things. Even though today we honor the body and blood of the Lord in this feast of Corpus Christi, as Catholics, that honor, that love, that desire for intimacy with the Eucharistic Jesus is something to be nurtured each day of our lives, especially through Holy Mass. Because one day, we shall stand face to face with the same Jesus whom we received so many times in Holy Communion, and he will recognize just how much we loved him in his sacramental form here in this life, how frequently we visited him, how lovingly we welcomed him into our souls, and he will then give us the due reward for our reverence, devotion, and care. And that is a share in his life forever. It's not over yet. Also this weekend, uh, we're celebrating Deacon Steve's retirement from active ministry. Deacon Steve has been a faithful servant to our parish since he was ordained in 2005. His strong example was a driving force behind my own vocation to the diaconate. He's led Bible studies, worked with RCIA, led liturgy working groups, assisted our priests at Mass, baptized, married, preached, among other things, and is a strong example of faith to all of us. The most profound example he gave to me was in his, in his silence. You see, deacons are preachers of the word. Several years ago, a stroke left Deacon Steve silent, but he did not remain silent. Even though he could not preach with his words, he preached very loudly with his actions. He has remained faithful to his call, serving in whatever way his health would allow him to. I remember seeing him kneeling in front of the tabernacle in prayer one day, and this wasn't an unusual occurrence. But on this day, it struck me. The image of him there loving the one who loved him first was the most amazing homily I would ever hear him preach. This homily was one that could not be heard with the ears, but only seen with the eyes and felt with the heart, and I was privileged to be the one who heard it that day. Thank you, Deacon Steve, for inspiring me in my vocation and for all you have done for our parish. I am honored to call you my brother and my friend. And I truly can say on behalf of St. Francis and myself that we truly love you.
Uh, Deacon Steve, I, I've only had the pleasure of getting to know you these last four years as pastor, but um, as you well know, I quickly grew fond of you. Yes. Um, I, I love what you had to say, Deacon Eric, and it reminded me of uh, two things. Um, uh, one of them is uh, St. John Paul II, as we know, as a pope um, in his more advanced years, um, he had complications with his health, and he got to a point where um, he wasn't even able to speak, but he never gave up. He never stopped, and it was such a witness to the world that no matter what our age is and um, what our health is, of the dignity of the human person, and that we have value no matter our state of life, well, you have done that in this world right here. You've been that witness for us of never giving up and having um, great dignity in what you do in silent and unseen ways. Also reminded me of um, St. Mother Teresa. A story of her life is um, she had a young woman who came in from England and wanted to become a missionary of charity and was going through the process of that and found out that she had ALS and could not go on. And, um, and so she was going back home to England, and Mother Teresa came and saw her personally and said, I have a special role for you to play within the Missionaries of Charity, and that is to be a missionary of prayer for all that we do. And the woman went back to England, and for many years was that, a missionary of prayer. And that's what you have become here in a very real way, um, a man who has been praying behind the scenes quietly for our mission. You are a missionary of prayer. And um, know that we are grateful for your witness and for your prayers, for your love, and that we love you. And we'll be praying for you in your retirement too. Thank you. Let's bow, our, let's bow our heads and pray for a blessing over our deacon. And you want to extend your hands forward, you can. Lord, we give you thanks for the many years um, of Deacon Steve being a, a husband and a dad and giving us an example of what that looks like, a good example. We thank you too, Lord, for the many years in which he has been involved in this parish and served long before he ever became a deacon. In the 15 plus years in which he has served faithfully at your altar and your people, we are grateful to you for him, Lord, and we continue to lift him up to you for his health and well-being and for his goodness. We're grateful, too, for Teresa, his wife, our director for RCIA, and the many things that she's been involved with to help others for her and for their whole family together. We ask, Lord, in a special way you send your Holy Spirit, a special portion of your Spirit upon Deacon Steve in his retirement years. Continue, Lord, to prosper him and to be that witness for us that we all need of the dignity of the human person. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We love you.